I'm Starla. I'm Mary. And I'm Jocelyn. And And we're we're the Snarky Boob Queens. This is our disclaimer. The Snarky Boob Queens podcast is for informational and or entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have breastfeeding difficulties or concerns about you or your child's health, please reach out to your healthcare provider or an IBCLC. All right, everybody, and we're back. Hey, but um, today we are missing Starla. Our friend has laryngitis. And um, yeah, so it's only two boobs today, not three. <laughs> oh, bummer. Did anyone yeah. tell her to put breast milk on it or no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she should. That would help because it helps everything, right? <laughs> Starla, we miss you today, but yeah. we're going to like, you know, yeah. we're going to make it happen. Though. The show must go on. It must. But mm-hmm. we're Starla will be here in spirit. Mm-hmm. So She is. Yeah. Um, and also, last episode, we forgot to thank our... IT director. Mm-hmm. So aka my husband. Good old Carlos. Yeah, so thanks Carlos for always making sure our equipment is working and rolling your eyes at me when I ask for help <laughs> for like the eighth time. But he does not. He loves you. I know he's he loves so to awesome. Help. He is like making everything happen. So we want to thank him. And then you had an in- you we've got a lot of great feedback. Oh, so yeah. Everybody who's listened to it loves it and can't wait for the next one. So here we are and um, hopefully it'll be as um, informational and entertaining as the last one. Um, What I thought was really cool is my daughter Katie um, told me that she had put it out on her Instagram and a friend of hers who is still in college um, told her that she was going to use our podcast for a class. It's a a reproduction class and um, uh, she had to listen to a podcast, so she chose ours. Um, at this point, I don't have any feedback on that, but you know, I thought that was great that somebody, the younger generation, is um, is using our our um, you know what we put out there to learn. Yeah, yeah, I mean, wouldn't it be funny if they had to do like a presentation <laughs> and be like, "What did you learn?" Well, when in doubt, whip it out. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder what the instructor would say about that. Okay, it's college. Oh, Uh, so thanks everyone for, you know, all the messages Mm -hmm. and the feedback. We um, hope that you learn something and, you know, get a laugh or two. So yeah, tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends, share it. Um, We're on Google Podcasts and Spreaker and Spotify. So make sure to like and share and um, we really appreciate it. All right. So in the news this week, there was a really interesting article that talked about breastfed babies may grow into um, better adjusted teens. So they did a research study that showed that being breastfed in infancy might boost a child's mental health um, in later years. So this study was done um, by the University of Edinburgh School of Philosophy, Psychology and Language Sciences. And Um, The study included thousands of British children born between 2000 and 2002. And so they were assessed at ages 3, 5, 7, 11, and 14 using questionnaires about strengths and difficulties. Um, 
which had been completed by their parents and teachers. And the results showed that kids who are breastfed for three months or more develop fewer behavioral difficulties than those who hmm. weren't breastfed. They were also less likely to have social and emotional problems such as anxiety, struggles forming friendships, or difficulties with concentration. Wow, that is amazing. I mean, we knew that it was good stuff, but that, wow. Um, don't you think it's, you know how the, the being close to the mother um, affects the, the uh, neurological development, um, you know, the attachment part? Um, that has to do, has to be what it is. Um, and that's why skin to skin is so important, as you remember from our last um, podcast. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'd be interested too, um, to see like how oxytocin plays a role in that with like bonding and attachment. I think that that needs to be um, the next study like related to that. Yes. The cuddling hormone. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I have to laugh when I first saw the article come up, I misread it <laughs> and I thought it meant like you need to give your teenagers breast milk to um, <laughs> like improve their behavior. And I thought, I have a pump I'm about to relactate right now. <laughs> Next time they roll their eyes at me, I'll be like, put this in your Red Bull. You obviously <laughs> didn't get enough of this. <laughs> I love it. But like, hey. how, do you, how do you sell that to a mom? Like, listen, I know it's hard right now, but like in 16 years, maybe your kid will be less of a problem. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, whatever works. Oh, that is so funny. Wow. Yeah. Hey, well, whatever makes the teen year, teenage years um, easier because uh, it's tough. Yeah, it is very tough really for a teen. Is. What if you just breastfeed them all the way until college? Oh Lord, that would be really. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm big with breastfeeding, but I don't know. <laughs> you think they should be weaned by them, probably? Probably. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Um, so if you breastfeed for at least three months, your child may have um, less struggles with anxiety and forming relationships and. Maybe they'll clean their room. Maybe they won't. I don't know. Wow. And not leave the uh, the stinky sneakers out. And oh my goodness, that is so awful. And not <laughs> roll their eyes at you or maybe not um, come home after curfew. Oh, I don't so. know. I don't know. That's a tall order, Jocelyn. It's a really I'm like, can breast, can breast milk cure that? I don't know. So since we're talking about nipples today, I have a very relevant story that just happened actually yesterday. Oh, wow. So since the beginning of the pandemic, I just have been home. And so I just decided that I'm not putting my boobs in a cage anymore and I'm not wearing a bra. And honestly, wearing a bra before was like just a formality because mm -hmm. I don't really have anything to hold up or whatever. So... I get dressed and I'm getting ready to go to the store and I wasn't so sure about my shirt. So I was like, I need, you know, some feedback. So I barge into my 16 year old room and really loudly say, Hey, can you see my nipples in this shirt? And she, <laughs> she turns around and goes, mom, I'm literally recording a YouTube video right now. And, and then That's she great. like, she, then she took a glance at me and goes, but you know what? Free the nip. I <laughs> love it. Then gave me a peace sign. So <laughs> love that girl. Yeah. Right on. So when your mom's a lactation consultant. Yeah. You just never know. You never know what's going to happen. Oh, so what's going to come out of her mouth. If you see my child on YouTube and I'm talking about, can you see my nipples? Don't judge me <laughs> or do I'm judging myself, but I thought you would appreciate that. <laughs> when you were talking, I thought of something and that is a question I get all the time is, um, so after you breastfed, did your 
breasts go back to where they were before? Um, did they get bigger, smaller? What happened with you? You know, they were different, mm -hmm. I think. But, you know, it's kind of weird. Um, after you have kids, like, you kind of don't remember what it was like before kids. So I have, like, mm -hmm. a romanticized view of what they look like. Um, but I think they've kind of gone back to normal-ish. Really? Like, they're, it's, but it's been, like, 14 years. Um, I do have stretch marks. Oh, okay. And sometimes, like, people think I'm cold all the time because they're just like, uh, like, you know, when someone's, when you got, when you got little ones sucking on them for like four years straight, they just are like, hey guys, here I am. I was late to the party, but now I'm here to stay. It's like, I love it. it's past 2 a.m. and like your nipples are not going home. You know, I'm like, that's what it's like. The last one to leave the party. <laughs> they're I like, we're shutting it down. Mm -hmm. We're here to stay. You, you're not sending us back home. Do oh, you yeah. find that's the case too? Um, well, mine changed. Um, they, I've heard of people's uh, nipples or breasts got smaller after breastfeeding. Yeah. Not me. Oh no. Did you get to keep them? I and then some. <gasps> I'm very jealous. Yes. Um, before they were a nice size and they were actually perky. Oh. Now. Back in the day, I was a Cosmo girl, and in Cosmo, it said that um, something about if you could put a pencil under your breasts, then they were, you know, they were perky and they were where they were supposed to be. Well, so wait, is the pencil's not supposed to stay there? It's right, it's to... not supposed to stay okay. there. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, so it didn't stay there. That's where I was. They were just, they were they straight were. out. They were. And now, not so much. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't go without a bra. No. Hmm. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, much bigger. So no bra. No. Dedicate. No. 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 It's... We should call Starla and ask. Yeah. Starla, <laughs> would you like to talk about your nipples publicly? Yes. Everybody should know. Okay. So follow up episodes, Starla. We need to know what's going on with the girls. Mm -hmm. Are they straight out? Are they looking at the ground? Are they? What are mm -hmm. they doing? Yep. 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 But yeah. So. That's funny. Yeah, that's a question I get a lot. So it, really, the answer is it. It's, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? And 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 you know that's a good point too. Is some people are like, well, breastfeeding ruins your breasts, and um, which is not true at no, all. No. Um, gravity does. Gravity. Pregnancy, like guys, mm -hmm. by the time we're eighty, we're all going to be they're they're going to be at your belly button, maybe. So. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll have you'll be able to put a dozen pencils under there and keep them nice and tight. <laughs> whether you breastfed, whether you had babies, whether you eighty years of gravity, uh -huh. go and do something to them. Oh but, boy. Yeah, but it's yeah. okay. But they're fine. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. So your girls are fine, guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Starla, be ready to tell us about your nips. <laughs> so today's topic is nipples. <laughs> it's nipple time. Uh huh. So we have some nip tips. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so types of nipples, and it's funny, you guys probably don't know this, but behind the scenes, we lactation consultants have funny names for nipples, and I'll tell you what, they just describe them perfectly. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, everybody's heard nips and nubbins, um, but there's also doorknobs, um, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> This is some big nipples. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and not to be confused with tater tots. And I'm sure everybody who's listening um, will never look at a tater tot the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were big, like tater tot big, not quite doorknob big. Yeah, yeah. Know, there's a difference. Yeah. 
And then on the other end of the spectrum, there are peas. Yes, we have pea-sized nipples. Mm. Um, and of course, the areola. Um, yeah, lots of different sizes from, uh, you know, like a quarter size up to dinner plate. So, and everything in between. <laughs> they come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah, and then corollary to that, um, the actual breast, because, you know, these things go together. We have Barbie breasts. And yes, if everybody's seen a Barbie, those are some firm breasts right there and they just there's no differentiation between the the uh the breast and the nipple it's just all one thing um and then of course the pendulous breasts oh my goodness them is some big breasts <laughs> yeah i mean yeah and like starla said last time those are the ones that are sitting in the bed beside the mom <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you're kind of like, we're going to need to roll up a towel. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I walk in the room. The nurse will send me in and say, I don't know about those. Those are so big. And I walk in and go, oh, Lord, what do you want me to do with these? This is going to be difficult even for me. <laughs> but like the cool thing is, though, that like, and don't you think it's all normal, though, you know, oh, like is. such a variation of like. It is. Yeah. And because we don't really see other people's breasts. Um, we don't know. We think everybody has what we have. Right. Well, I mean, and, and for sure, it's so funny. Like every time I go into a room or work with a mom, especially if she's not actively feeding the baby, the first question I'll ask is, well, how's breastfeeding going? Mm -hmm. And 90% of the time, they'll say something like, well, I'm having difficulties because my nipples are fill in the blank, too big, too small my, you know, my breasts are weird, or there's always something wrong, or they, mm -hmm. they think there's something wrong with their breasts or their nipples. And so the first thing that I think is like, oh, gosh, like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And so I always will ask, like, okay, do you mind if I see like, can you take down your gown? And then they do. And then I get really confused, because I think, wow, your nipples are totally normal. Mm -hmm. Like, they're fine. And, you know, I always get Oh, they are. They're not too big. Like even, you know, big nipples. Um, we see big nipples all the time. That's mm -hmm. not abnormal. It's just a different variation of normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're absolutely right. We don't see other women's breasts. When I mean, the only time in our society that women see other women's breasts is like in the movies. Mm hmm. Yeah. And they're I don't know. They're all the same. They're yeah, like yeah. a full C. They're perky. They got like, you know, great pink nipples that are just perfect. And <laughs> that's what we think is normal. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so if your breasts are any variation of that, women think like, oh, gosh, this mm -hmm. like, is there something wrong with me? Why don't my breasts look like that? But actually, you know what I loved? What? I OK, spoiler alert. I love Game of Thrones. Mm hmm. And there's a lot of nudity in Game yeah. of Thrones. And I would always get so excited because they showed normal breasts. Oh, so yeah. it was like you'd see large breasts, you'd see pendulous breasts, you'd see stretch marks, you'd see um we I saw hypoplastic breasts on Game of Thrones once and I was so excited about it. So I'm like sitting really? on the couch with my husband with Carlos and um we're watching it and it's a sexy scene. And all of a sudden I'm like, you gotta pause it, you gotta pause it. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, look at her breasts. They're like showing hypoplastic breasts on TV. Like, this is a big deal. And he's like, I was just watching Game of Thrones. I didn't need to have a lesson on 
breast anatomy. But so which character do you remember? It was like um I'm trying to I don't know if it was a girl that was with Ramsey. It was one of those like off to the side. Hmm. I don't know. I don't remember. It wasn't like a main character in mm -hmm. the show. It was just like we're showing something and people are doing it in the background because that's like 20% of what games of Game of Thrones are. Yeah. And I actually saw one too where the lady had like a breast reduction. So it was kind of like up close and you could see the scar around the nipple and kind of underneath. And I was like, oh, Carlos, she had a breast reduction. <laughs> Way back then. And he's like, I don't care. I'm just <laughs> trying to watch Game of Thrones right now. Wow. I'm surprised I didn't notice that because those are very, um, you know, they're, they're very noticeable. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I really love watching shows that like depict normal women's breasts and that mm -hmm. gets me excited. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, so the big thing is, you know, there's so many variations of normal and, um, standard breasts that you see on the movies. That's not what most people have. Mm -hmm. So actually, as I was doing research for this episode, I came across, you know, I'm, I'm looking at nipples and the different types of nipples and, you know, just gathering information. And I came across this website that had, um, it was a sex robot builder site and you can personalize your robot with different types of nipples. So they had 30 different types of nipples and the names for them were great. And, and then the colors too, like you can get peach, you can get coffee, you can get tan. So they had all what? these different colors and then they had all the different types of nipples. And I laughed because out of the 30 different types of nipples, <laughs> they had standard one and standard two. Wouldn't you love to see what that yeah. means? Yeah. I'm like, no, those are the standard ones. So like out of 30, only two were standard and the rest were variations of that. So, um, women are like that too. Oh, so yeah. our nipples come in all shapes and sizes. But the good news is, is that babies work with what they've got. So um, there is no reason that your baby cannot breastfeed based on the shape of your nipple, um, the color right. of your nipple. There may be challenges, mm -hmm. but babies do make it work. And, and that's why it's called breastfeeding and not nipple feeding. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of times, you know, and Mary's going to talk a little bit about the different types of nipple challenges that we see. But even moms that have flat or inverted nipples, the baby's actually latching on to the area around the nipple. And so, um, you know, they're going to get a big mouthful of areola. Mm -hmm. So I always tell moms, like, even if they have, you know, something going on with their nipple or the nipples large. If you have soft breast tissue to deal with, um, a baby can latch. It doesn't matter if the nipple is um, flat or inverted. Um, they will bring it out. Um, they will probably change your nipples forever after your breastfeeding experience. Yeah, let's talk about that. Ever and ever. Your nipples might not be the same, but not in a bad way. No, 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 no. Just different. Just different. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, let's talk all about nipples. Um, if you're pregnant right now, or, um, if you've ever been pregnant, you probably noticed that, um, your nipples and breasts change during your pregnancy. Um, and that is, um, your body getting ready to feed the baby on the outside. So what happens is uh, the nipples and areola get darker um, and the nipple may get more prominent. Um, the, as we said before, the areola will 
um, usually get larger and um, um, and it, that can be any size at all. I've seen some pretty big areola. <laughs> Um, well, do you know how in breastfeeding class we used to tell moms like the baby should have most of the areola in mm -hmm. his or her mouth? And I worked with a mom once and she had like her areola, she large breast areolas were like the size of salad plates. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I'm doing this wrong. I'm like, why? She's like, the baby's supposed to have most of the areola in his mouth. And I'm like, not unless he's Andre the Giant. <laughs> like, <laughs> Can we reframe what we tell people? You know, a nice big mouthful, like, yeah. you know, depending on the size of your areola. Right. Baby's not going to get the whole thing in there. Yeah. Just so. as long as it's not just the nipple. If yeah. there's some areola in there and a nice wide mouth, you're probably good. <laughs> um, so then um, you may notice also the Montgomery glands become more visible, and those are the little bumpy things on your areola. <laughs> the little bumpy, we should call them that. That's more fun. But every and but everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's what that was. Yeah. Yep, that's what those are called. And they are really cool. Um, the human body is amazing, and especially the human body when it comes to um, growing a baby inside of a woman and then taking care of it on the outside. And those little Montgomery gland bumps. <laughs> The bumps. The bumps. Um, <clears throat> actually moisturize the um, the areola, and it also keeps, it's like a, an oily barrier that keeps out germs. So you don't have to soak them up in the shower. In fact, I would, I would avoid them, actually. You don't have to wash them. They are good to go. <laughs> yeah, leave them nipples alone. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, we have, uh, like I said, the... Large nipples can get larger during this time. And um, sometimes we have an, as we call it, an oral boobular mismatch. <laughs> that starless term that we stolen from her. I love that. Because she would oh, yeah. just come in and say, all right, well, the baby is, you know, 37 weeks and mom has large nipples. So we got an oral boobular mismatch and need to make a plan. <laughs> yeah. We have tater tots here. So, um, yeah. And sometimes somehow we make it work. We do the babies just manage, um, because that's how it's, it's supposed to be. So we, we work with positioning. Um, the baby starts to, you know, get the nice wider mouth that we need and, and it just works out. Now, um, also, um, you know, during the whole labor process, moms get a lot of fluids, lots and lots, which is then means the baby has lots of fluids on board also. But um, what it does to the mom is it can um, cause some swelling and flatten out the nipples. So um, what we do then is we something do something called uh, reverse pressure softening. And that is where you push back with a finger, you make the peace sign. Um, yeah, you make the peace sign and you kind of just put your nipple right in between your two fingers. Mm -hmm. And you press back and it helps um, displace the fluid so that the nipple comes out a little bit more. Um, yeah. And don't you find that that's always, you know, cause moms can have flat nipples normally. Um, you know, that's a variation of a type of nipple, but mm -hmm. you know, when you go in and moms have flat nipples, I do always ask, um, 
did your nipples look like this before you came in, mm -hmm. you know, to the hospital? Because if they didn't, then, you know, that's a good indication that, that um, those IV fluids are causing some of that edema around the nipple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did they, you know, avert with stimulation or when you're cold? Um, those are all questions that we ask. Do your nipples become erect when you get cold? Who else, like in what other profession can you ask that without being creepy? But like, right. that's a thing I've said a lot of times in my life. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, me too. But you know, you got to throw creepy out the window because we're going to, we're talking about a very intimate subject here. <laughs> like, like, how do you say that with a straight? And we do, but it's just weird to like on the outside when you talk about it you're like oh that's a weird thing that i ask people a lot <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah oh, they didn't take it the wrong way but it's something i need to know yeah mm -hmm. um, dad's are always like huh like why does that matter <laughs> it matters sir it does <laughs> just one more thing that um you're gonna learn about breastfeeding while you're here in the hospital and you're gonna leave wide-eyed because you don't even know how much is involved in this but it's a lot <laughs> Um, and then also, um, there's a, a thing that we, a tool that we use called a nipple shield, and it really should not be the first line um, of defense in a situation like this, where we have the edema, um, the nipple is um, <clears throat> not as erect as we would like it to be. And um, it just, we want to try not to use nipple shields as much as possible. And I hate to say it, we use them more than I would like to say that we do um, because it just adds a whole other layer to what's happening with breastfeeding. And it's something that the baby has to be weaned from. And so then that's a, another challenge. Um, you don't want to be six months in still using a nipple shield. Although I have heard that people <laughs> are, unfortunately. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think that's a really excellent point to, um, it shouldn't be a first line of defense and, and, but it happens all the time when, especially in the hospital where it's really busy, you know, and you're working with a nurse who might not have the education. So she might look at mom's nipples right away and say, Oh, we're going to need a nipple shield and, you know, and not even let the baby attempt to latch without it. And then like Mary said, you can have an issue where you're having difficulty with the baby latching onto the nipple shield. We should actually do probably do a whole episode about nipple shields. <laughs> I mean, nipple shields do have their place and they're a tool that we can use, but they're definitely overused. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes to moms, mm -hmm. moms can have a lot of feelings about it mm -hmm. because, you know, if you look at her breast right away and say, oh, you're going to need nipple shield, they immediately think like, oh, why? There's something wrong. Yeah. Like my nipples aren't good enough or my breasts aren't good enough. Like I need this extra thing. I think it, when they're introduced right away, um, I think it can affect mom's confidence. Oh yeah. Um, but when you have a baby who after multiple attempts, the baby who struggled with latch, who will benefit from a nipple shield, I think introducing it when it's appropriate, mm -hmm. if it's appropriate, um, it, I just think it's different. Mm -hmm. So Yeah. And there, there are times when um, we have a sleepy baby and the hours are going on and baby hasn't latched and so we throw a nipple shield at the situation uh, just to get the baby to latch and a sleepy baby is not that's not how you you should handle that that's not an appropriate use yeah. for a nipple no shield that's at all. that's a 
we have to have patience in hand express situation. Yeah. So, which is hard to say that's hard, hard for me because it's a bit of a waiting game, but you know, that's not a nipple shield situation. Yeah. We're going to do a whole, we'll do, you know what they're called in Germany? What? Nipple hats. No. <laughs> well, they do look like a sombrero. They do. They just sit on there. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, um, I'm doing um, a thing at our staff meeting at work on nipple shields and I Google Googled nipple shields. Don't do that. Let me tell you, you get things about sex toys. <laughs> oh, here I am at work doing, you know, my research. Just trying to do normal nipple shield. Yes. And then Thanks. I get these sites for sex toys, you know, clamps and stuff. Oh, that's wow. all I'll say on that. And oh, um, yeah. So I had to get out of that soon because, you know, with the, you know, I'm logged in as me and I don't could you imagine being called down to HR and having like, what is Mary doing on her lunch hour? Like, we need to look into this. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're to the wise. Fun fact. Put a filter on your Google, everybody. Boy, no kidding. Don't let your kids be in the room when you Google nipple shields, please. <laughs> You'll get an education, let me you tell you. You'll get a full education. Yeah. So um, let's talk inverted nipples. Mm. Ooh, ooh, another thing. Yeah, that's. Um, I think those can be, as a lactation consultant, the most challenging mm -hmm. types of nipples for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think too, you can actually have inverted nipples bilaterally, bi, bi can I talk? <laughs> bilaterally or unilaterally. So you can have just one nipple is inverted and the other one is not, or you can have them on both. Um, and a lot of moms are really subconscious when they have inverted nipples, but um, there is definitely things that we can do. So the first thing that I always do is some nipple stim stimulation, you know, before the feed to see if we can kind of like pull it out. So kind of like a turtle coming out of its shell. Uh -huh. um, That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's fine. And then um, devices also can be used. So sometimes doing some pumping before the feed. I don't like to do that like initially, um, but, you know, some nipple simulation. And then there's also um, you can use breast shells. Um, so those are a device that moms can wear in their bra to help kind of draw the nipple out. Um, and then when um, babies are really having difficulty with latch with an inverted nipple, um, nipple shield sometimes can be used as well. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but after a long time breastfeeding, like some of these moms, their nipples will come out and stay out. So mm -hmm. they might be, is it exverted a word? I don't I'm gonna, know. I'm going to Google it. Yeah. Um, everted. They will be everted, not exverted. <laughs> You divorced your inverted nipples and now they are exverted. But, um, I mean, but that can be the case just with anything, mm -hmm. you know, after you breastfed a kid and, and, you know, I remember one time my husband's like, what you cold or something? And I'm like, no, they're just like that now. I don't know. <laughs> this is funny. just how it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and something you said made me think of something. And, and that is that, um, our breasts are, we consider them a match set, but they really aren't. No. Boy, you can have two different nipples. You can have two different size breasts. And whatever it is, it's 
it's okay. It's That's fine. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And most women, most women are not symmetrical. Mm -hmm. Um, so actually if you look at our logo, the breasts and the nipples are both slightly off intentionally. I didn't notice I that. I know you had like literally one is just a little bit lower. Oh, I will look at that in a yeah. new way now. Yeah. Well, look not, at you. Yeah. Cause I just was like, no, these two right next to each other, this isn't how it is. We got to have something going on with just the one because that's normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about some other uncommon nipple variations. Um, one is supernumerary nipples. And so that's like extra nipples. So you actually have a milk line that, so when you are developing in the womb, um, the milk line is like from your shoulders all the way down really to the mid thigh. And so you can see supernumerary nipples along that line on either side. So like Harry Styles, do you know Harry Styles? Yes. He has two. And did you know I have a supernumerary nipple? I think I remember you telling me that. Do you want to see it? Sure. I'm going to show it to you right now. Look at it. It's right there. Oh my it's goodness. It's like a little baby one. It's a nubbin. I show it to like I show it to people like at parties. <laughs> like if you give me a glass of red wine, I'm like, listen, do you want to see my supernumerary nipple? Um, <laughs> what do they say? <laughs> they're like, you're a weird lady. Get out of here. No, but it's so cool. Like it kind of looks like a mole. Uh, so I does. mean, so you can see it like if I'm wearing a bathing suit or whatever. And I didn't know it was a supernumerary nipple until I started doing lactation. And then really? I was like, whoa, Look this is you. actually a tiny little baby areola. Oh my goodness. I know. Weird. But, um, but it's, but supernumerary nipples are not weird. It's just weird that I didn't know it was that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it yeah. doesn't like look very nipple-ish, but it is one. It's just like a tiny one. So they can actually be really little. They can be big, normal size. Um, and you can even actually have breast tissue. Um, did you know that? Yeah, well, I was going to ask you if when you were lactating, did um, did it change? Did you get any milk from that? Did it do anything it like that? It didn't, no. Hmm. And I've never seen anyone that had them that that is the case, but I've heard that that can happen. Um, so with supernumerary nipples, uh, we don't do anything with them. They just mm -hmm. are there. Yeah. So if you're hanging out and you got an extra two or three nipples or one nipple or whatever, mm -hmm. then... Um, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's normal. Yeah. Show it to people at parties. It'll yeah. make you unique. Like you do. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if um, how many people listening to this are now standing in front of the mirror <laughs> going, is that one? I wonder. <laughs> is that the milk line? Oh, I need to Google that. And see if Google it's we're the in the right place. Line. Yes. <laughs> Check your body for extra nipples. They're there. Mm -hmm. um, another one is a bifurcated nipple. Mm -hmm. So sometimes these nipples can look like they're split and sometimes they can look like a double nipple. Mm -hmm. um, and I've actually seen this a handful of times. So it's not super uncommon, but once I was at the hospital and I'm at lunch and I get paged to go down to recovery. And the nurse is like beside herself and she pulls me aside and she's like, Jocelyn, um, we have a situation. And I'm like, as a lactation consultant, right. and I'm like, what, could, like, why are we this serious? Like, calm down. Like, well, how bad could it be? Right. The thing is, there's two nipples and I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. that's a thing. All, All right. right. Well, what are we going to do? Which one does the baby latch on to? I mean, it was a big deal. And I said, well, we're going to, the baby's going to latch on to both of them. 
And so with bifurcated nipples, they do, they look split or a lot of times they're like one on top of the other mm -hmm. or, you know, next to each other. And so we just, you know, did a little bit of manipulation in terms of like positioning and like mm -hmm. a sandwich hold and got the baby to open big and the baby latched onto both and, you know. And you saved the day. I know. I was like, it wasn't even, and, and the baby was quick about it too. Um, so really, so if you see that, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Don't panic. Well, our goal is to try to get both into the baby's mouth. Um, it may be a challenge like if you're dealing with a premature baby mm -hmm. um, or you have an oral bubular mismatch, but um, definitely something to work with. And also um, another thing sometimes is moms can have hairy nipples. Oh, yes. So if your nipples are hairy, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to shave them or do anything with them. Um, and they don't bother your baby mm -mm. at all. No. So um i have no idea yeah there it's not a big deal except i did um one time i had a mom who had a really one long one and the <laughs> hair kept like tickling the baby's cheek and the baby's yeah, like oh. yeah i've seen that yeah or you see that and you think oh there's a hair there so you go to remove it and it's attached <laughs> whoops yeah. oh, that's, a, that's a faux pas <laughs> right there <laughs> i am not touching any hairs on your nipple yeah. So if you do have hair on your nipples, not a big deal. Um, you don't need to do anything. Uh, it doesn't matter to the baby at all. And then also we're going to do an episode all about um, different types of breasts and breast differences. Um, but some things that we also see um, that are that moms sometimes have concerns about or are self-conscious about are moms with hypoplastic breasts. So moms with hypoplastic breasts, um, it's it's a hormone issue while a woman is going through puberty and their breasts do not fully develop. And so they can you can have actually hypoplasia in different areas of the breast. Um, and that it can it can be an issue um, in terms of milk supply. Um, so we're gonna talk about that in another episode. Um, but we do see moms with hypoplastic breasts sometimes. And again, you know, if that is the case, it's not, you're not the only one. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's something that we work with and we work to maximize mom's milk supply. So we'll do a whole episode about, um, milk supply and different, um, things that can contribute to low milk supply. And another is breast reductions and breast augmentations. Um, and again, we'll do a whole episode about those things. Um, do you find, and this makes me crazy mm -hmm. with breast reductions, you know, you'll go and help a mom and they're like, yeah, the doctor told me I could still breastfeed, but they removed my entire nipple. Oh yeah. <laughs> they took it off. They mm -hmm. severed everything. They took out two pounds and then they put it back together. And, um, I'm like, wow. Ah, uh, Yeah. I mean, and, and mom's Ow. breast reductions can breastfeed, mm -hmm. but they are at higher risk for having uh, milk supply issues mm -hmm. and, you know, and other issues related to breastfeeding. Um, yeah, it's a, yeah, it depends on the surgeon. Sometimes they do really crappy jobs. <laughs> they really do, unfortunately. And um, I don't know, sometimes I find that the, the areola will kind of be concave, um, which makes the whole, you know, sandwiching interesting um well and in terms of nipples too since we're talking about nipples right a lot of times there can be scar tissue around the nipple yes and so sometimes moms can be 
very sensitive to that. Mm -hmm. Um, so they can have discomfort. Um, so that's something that we work with in terms of, um, you know, figuring out a way to make that work, you know, with the mom's individual situation. So sometimes that's pumping. Um, sometimes it is using a nipple shield, mm -hmm. um, but you can see um, scar tissue sometimes with those types of surgeries and that affecting, you know, mm -hmm. your nipples. Yeah. I always ask if they have sensation in their nipples and how long ago was the surgery? Because the longer ago it was, um, the better. Things grow back. They do. They do. They grow back. And that's just, uh, I think that's miraculous. It's miraculous, but more miraculous with breastfeeding, less miraculous with vasectomies. Because <laughs> those can grow Touché. back too. They can grow back too. I'm just saying, if your nipple, if your breast tissue, if those connections can be reconnected. So you know that happens, right? It does. Yeah, that's not as fun as... Uh... That's not as fun as fun, lactating you know. yeah, after it's not a breast as beneficial. Reduction. No, no, we're definitely yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the point is, um, I think that we're trying to get all, um, across is that your nipples are fine. Uh-huh. They like, are. Like babies work with what they have. Mm -hmm. Um and you know, most challenges can be overcome. Um, obviously, I think as I was thinking about this, um, and I'm going to age myself, but do you remember the SNL skit? Oh yeah. With um, Stuart Smiley mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and with the daily affirmations. And he's like, you are good enough. You are smart enough. And doggone it. People like me. Um, or no, I said that wrong. So he said, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. Doggone it. People like, like me. And I think that um, women just need to like, just have a moment. They need to just take their tops off and stand alone in front of a mirror and just mm -hmm. really like take it all in. And they need to just talk to their nipples and give their nipples affirmations oh, and just yeah. say like, you're good enough. You're normal enough. And doggone it. Babies like you. They do, like, <laughs> they, fine. they do. That's their best friend. And if you're pregnant and, and you do this and you look at your nipples also say, I, I trust my body. My body is going to do what it needs to do when, um, when the baby comes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I think if we can just normalize our bodies as they are, that would just be a huge, it would increase mom's confidence mm -hmm. just immensely. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. And, um, forget about the Victoria's secret models bodies. That is not real life. You are who you are and you're beautiful. Yeah. And just, just know that your body is going to serve you and your baby. Absolutely. So we hope you enjoyed. Hold on to your nipples, everybody. Until next time. <laughs> All right. So we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. Um, thank you. We appreciate your comments and your feedback. So if you have any feedback or if there's anything you'd like us to cover, um, please just drop us a line. You can email us at thesnarkyboobqueens at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at The Snarky Boob Queens. And you can follow us on Instagram at The Snarky Boob Queens. All right, guys. And until next time, when, when in doubt, whip it out. out. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>